Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five George A. Romero zombie films. Uh, specifically, George Romero's zombie films, the uh, Night of the Living Dead series of films, the uh, Of the Dead franchise the dead franchise it's it kind of goes by a, a bunch of different terms a, a bunch of different titles but it is the six films written and directed by george a romero the six zombie films i will be ranking uh, of course this is only a top five list so the number six the least favorite of the zombie films written and directed by george romero will not be on this list obviously that's how it will go uh, and for those that don't know, George Romero, kind of a pioneer in a lot of ways uh, within the zombie franchise or, or zombie genre of films, uh, but also the horror genre of films largely. Uh, I will be doing a George Romero list of movies next week of his other films. So it will be, I believe, like the seven or eight other films that he made that were not zombie films. So if you want to see my ranking, my favorite of his films that are not part of this series, uh, that will be next week. Uh, but for all things zombie from George Romero, that is this one. Of course, the first film of his uh, kind of kicking off the genre, I think. I don't think there were many, if any, zombie films uh, before he started uh, he did the Night of the Living Dead in 1968, uh, uh, just a classic horror film, a classic zombie film, uh, something that was written and directed by George Romero, as many of his films are, uh, which is great. It's great. It's a great film. He, a lot of his movies, most of his movies have a, you know, a social component to it. Uh, there's meta-contextual stuff kind of talking about society in general, whether it's consumerism, whether it's racism, whether it's uh, military-industrial complex. There's a lot of things that are baked into his movies where if you scratch a little bit deeper, if you scratch past the deteriorating zombie flesh of a George Romero film, you're probably going to find some themes behind them. It's not just to scare you, but it's to kind of enlighten you, open your mind up a bit. And his zombie films have been a great vehicle for some of those uh, social justice type themes. And uh, it was a pleasure to watch these movies for the most part. Some are not good. Some are not good, but some are amazing. It is, it is quite surprising how absolutely masterful some of these movies are and yet some just feel like they were made by somebody completely different uh it is it's kind of crazy but this these films kind of follow different groups of people surviving uh the zombie outbreak as the outbreak evolves as society evolves uh dealing with this zombie apocalypse uh, and also seeing how zombies evolve themselves, how the zombies change themselves along with society 
uh, around them. So it's an interesting series of films. He's definitely tried some interesting stuff. He pioneered some interesting things, worked with amazing people. So let's get into it, shall we, with my top five George Romero zombie films. Starting off with number five, this is a movie that was not good. It was not good at all. There's a few of them that are not good at all, but I did enjoy what this movie was attempting to do. This movie was attempting to not only be a zombie film, but this movie was also attempting to be a submission into a newer subgenre of horror films that didn't start until probably, you know, the mid-2000s, somewhere in there, and that being the, the genre, the subgenre of horror films known as found footage. So coming in at number five is The Diary of the Dead, which is a found footage film where there's these kids who are making a film, I believe, for school, for credit for school, and they are making a mummy film, which is kind of the mummy is, in some ways, the predecessor to the zombie, you know, living dead. And uh, while recording, while filming their mummy movie, uh, the zombie apocalypse happens, and this movie follows them as they... As so many groups of people in so many George Romero zombie films or just the zombie genre in general, people just try to survive. And you're following these kids as they try to survive. As a found footage film, despite the fact that I give this movie credit for trying to be, trying to do something different, to mix up and blend the genres a bit, uh, it is a bad found footage film. It is not good. It, it's like the cameras, like there's a lot of explanation for everything that happens, why there's different cameras, the narration. It's like the people, this guy wanted to make it. And this woman's like, I'm going to follow. I'm going to make sure his dream comes true. And I'm going to put this together. And I'm going to be truthful to his thing. And it's just like, I don't know. It feels like somebody who's never watched a found footage film. Like, it feels very inauthentic, right? So far away from what, like, the, the uh, like, Blair Witch Project did or the, um, the Haunted House movie that I'm blanking on right now that I did a top five of. Um, the, what is that movie called? Somebody out there tell me. I can almost hear you. Uh, the Paranormal Activity. Thank you very much for you in the back. Uh, Param Paranormal Activity franchise of found footage. The majority of those, I think, are pretty great. Uh, there's, there's a horrible one in that franchise as well. Um, so I, I give this movie credit. The reason why it's on the list at all is because it tried. Tried something new. At this point in the later George Romero zombie films maybe because of budgetary reasons or whatever the films went away from practical effects which i think is the best aspects of the best examples of this film series they went with digital so the the impact of that is completely gone the writing of this is pretty horrible um the story is pretty forgettable but I like that it tried something new. So for that reason and that reason only, it is making the list at number five, Diary of the Dead. 
Moving on to my fourth favorite film. This one is kind of in a chasm between the classics, the the top tier of not only Romero, but of horror films in general, and also not as horrible and forgettable as some of the worst of this series. This one is kind of feels more like a mainstream horror movie in a lot of ways. Uh, this movie is definitely more, I would say, I like what it's trying to do a lot in this movie. I just think it f- kind of falls short in some ways. Um, but that movie coming in at number four is Land of the Dead. So this is a movie that came out in uh, 2005. This is the fourth film in the franchise or the series. And this is the first movie that is implementing digital effects, which is a bummer. It feels like they're still using some practical effects, but the digital aspect of it is definitely overbearing. This is a movie that is very dark, which is very common in a lot of movies. Not only filmed at night, but really just kind of hard to see a lot of stuff that's happening because it's so dark. What I do like about this movie is that It's kind of post-apocalyptic, like you're seeing a society living on this island where you still have the have and have-nots aspect of what these movies kind of bring to the table, where you have the wealthy people living in this skyscraper and all the poor people are living in the outskirts of that. With there's there's some aspect of world building where you have like zombie cage fights and you're seeing like you're kind of seeing how society is blending with the fact that zombies are there. You're seeing how this society is keeping the zombies out. You're seeing just kind of how this new society is kind of formed. This new way of life is kind of formed, which all that stuff is interesting. The way it's executed not so good the way these zombies look not so good also as these zombies have done in this franchise they they've evolved they've gotten smarter the idea of these zombies having the ability to learn was something that was kind of brought up in day of the dead um and that that ideas kind of uh brought into this movie there's a cameo from bub the zombie bub in inside one of these bars as like a a, a I I forget what the attraction was, but a lot of the zombies are kind of used as like sideshow attractions in a lot of ways. Um, But the makeuping is not great. First off, all the actors, very attractive, which kind of a bummer. Uh, It's it definitely was noticeable watching this movie, how like all of the actors, all of the zombies are like attractive people. Takes me out like I need normal people. Right. Normal, average looking people like the majority of humans aren't going to be attractive people in like there's going to be some uggos. Okay. also the zombies themselves. Going from Day of the Dead, where they're literally like decomposing, probably, in my opinion, the best looking zombie design out of all these movies is Day of the Dead. These movies look more like mutants. Specifically, there's kind of like this lead zombie who's like this jacked black guy that works at a gas station that becomes kind of the leader of the zombies. He's like 
smart enough to know to grab a gun and strap it to his shoulder. Like, there's a lot of intelligence going on with the zombies in this movie, which is maybe a little bit too much. The way they move is a little bit... Like, they feel a lot more like mutants than they do zombies, which kind of is a bummer. This movie's also trying to do a lot, which is kind of a bummer as well. Like, you have the the storyline with uh what's the actor's name with John Leguizamo Cholo uh him trying to get his way into living in the with the wealthy people but of course being screwed over you also have uh was it Riley Denmo Denbo his kind of another one of the outsider guys whose friend Charlie looks like a zombie kind of like he's a a person, not a zombie, but he definitely has massive scarring on his face. Looks like his face is decomposing, but clearly from like a burn, some kind of accident that happened to him. He's also mentally challenged. So like as far as the bridging between the zombie intelligence and overall human intelligence, there are zombies that are a lot smarter and then there are people that are kind of more simple. And the blending of that and the the blurring of those lines is very evident in this movie. And even more so than what he was trying to do in Day of the Dead with Bub, right? It's definitely like a continuation of that idea. Uh, but I don't think it necessarily works. And then Big Daddy is the, the big black dude that's the really smart zombie guy. So it's like, it's it's kind of, it's really blurring the lines between the definitions of human and zombie. As far as intelligence goes, as far as aesthetics goes, all of that stuff. Which is interesting, like a lot of interesting ideas. Somehow this movie's trying to make me believe that grocery stores would still be stocked. Like they go out on a mission to go get uh, like uh, supplies and they go into a store and the store's still got a bunch of stuff on the shelves. And this is like clearly post-apocalyptic where you, th- like, I lived through a pandemic I know how fast stores will empty out, like immediately. There, is, there would be no store by the time a society would set up to the point where there would be zombie sideshow, like, you know, sideshow, you know, things, right? Events. There would be no store that they could go to that would still have things on the shelves. All of that stuff would have been cleared out immediately. Right. Unless unless just society was wiped out, which that's not it. There's always a progression. There's always time. There's enough time for people to get all the toilet paper like alcohol wouldn't be on any shelves. Cigars wouldn't be anywhere. Toilet paper wouldn't like all the all the necessities. They would be finding like the worst of the worst kind of products on on a lot of these shelves. So there's aspects of this that took me out that made it clearly not as good as the top tier romero zombie films but still way better than what came after it not to spoil what's going to be in the top three but let me tell you land of the land of the dead was the last bastion of good zombie movie from romero sadly um and i don't know if that was budgetary whatever whatever definitely this feels probably like the biggest budget but overall wasn't a big fan wasn't horrible Definitely was disappointed watching it because it was a step down. After watching Day of the Dead, this was definitely a step down, I feel. But 
I, I had no idea the depths that the series would go. Uh, so, yeah, coming in at number four is Land of the Dead. I want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the Ray Taylor Show. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. You can get t-shirts, different artwork available, different designs, all on high-quality materials in all the sizes. There's also iPhone cases made of biodegradable material. That's right. This is not bad for the environment. This is good for the environment. So all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases designed by me, sold by me. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the Ray Taylor show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the Ray Taylor show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. Moving on to my third favorite George Romero zombie movie. And this was kind of kind of an easy number 3, right? Number 1 and number 2, those were tough. That was a very difficult decision to s decide which is number one which is number two but coming in number three was pretty easy and that is the the og the classic the black and white the original the one that started it all night of the living dead came out in 1968 136 minutes long independent horror practical effects simple minimal movie with some deep with some actual social commentary going on with, you know, commenting on racism, commenting on just the bloodthirst of regular humans, how the human species is more dangerous than the zombies. A great movie has uh, the, the, the sound reverb that's used in this movie is used to great effect disorienting the the female character in this the trauma that's induced how she kind of shuts down is almost robotic in her actions because of the trauma very accurate also something that's kind of uh depicted in in another uh one of his movies but so good such a good like the ending is brutal when the the, the black dude survives right all these movies are just like trying to survive it's all survival and not only did the black dude survive the attack and invasion of the zombies from outside of the farmhouse, but he also survived the human beings that he was trapped with inside of the house and their desire for self-destruction. Their, their like just, just naivete and, and cockiness and, and disregard for others' well-being. And to have him be laid down as this group of militia guys just go through, basically able to kill whoever they want and just chalk it up to they were a zombie, right? There's no real way to identify if they were killing actual zombies or not, but they... You know, they had guns and they couldn't wait to use them on human looking people. And they did it to as many people as they felt justified in doing. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, but it, because of that, it speaks to 
the bigger idea of human beings just kind of being the monster, more monstrous than the zombies themselves. Uh, and a great way to kick off the series of films, uh, Night of the Living Dead, coming in at number three, solid movie, and uh, a great start. Great start for, for Romero. Moving on to my second favorite George A. Romero zombie film. This movie, as well as the number one movie, I went back and forth on which should be number one, which should be number two. Like, they are, they in different ways are the pinnacle. The pinnacle. I chose this movie at number two, despite the fact that I feel like it is the best, the best aesthetically design, costuming, practical effects, the pinnacle. Nothing is better. Nothing after it has come is better. It is the best, the most grotesque, the most visceral zombie movie. But the themes and my enjoyment of the movie wasn't as much as the other one. So number two, in my opinion, is the best aesthetically. Just lacked a little bit of the depth still has depth not as much so coming in at number two my second favorite george a romero zombie film is day of the dead this is a movie that i watched a long time ago i had a girlfriend who was into practical effects into special effects makeup and she showed me this movie and i couldn't appreciate this movie couldn't appreciate it then but now over 20 years later i rewatched this movie after having watched the first and the second in this series of films, and I was blown away. The practical effects just kept getting better and better, and in this movie, the third, this one came out in 1985, had some of the best practical effects I have ever seen. You see at the beginning where they, they go, this one, they're on an island in Florida at a compound, they're doing science experiments on zombies. Military is there with scientists. Their project is to try and reverse, like the hopes of reversing this zombie whatever, right? The, this movie opens where they, they take a helicopter to one of the cities, right? I don't know if it's Miami or whatever. Abandoned city. Amazing. You see just zombies that are like, degenerating that are decomposing some of the by far the best makeup in the entire series of films the best practical effects there is nothing more visceral there's nothing i loved more the end of this movie is the reason why i almost put it at number one because the army guys in this movie similar to like 28 days later where you find out the military people are like exponentially more dangerous and more horrific than the zombies. The military people in this movie, same thing, right? Horrific, horrible people like threatening their lives, selfish, not concerned about the science of things, not concerned about what the ultimate mission is really looking down on everybody. That's not holding a gun, right? Zero respect for human life. Just disgusting people. But the end of this movie where you see those disgusting people get their comeuppance. You get to see these disgusting, horrible people, these military people, get torn limb from limb, head removed, that looks real. Like it looks so good. 
<laughs> like it is a visceral joy that comes from seeing zombies look like they're tearing into and eating the guts, the intestines of these horrible characters. Like I, I just so much joy. It's one thing I love about horror films where you, the horrible people in horrible in horror films in some of my favorite horror films get their comeuppance, right? I talked about this Indian film Bulbul uh, this past week. S similar thing. Horrible people. Justice finding these horrible people. You think of Sleepaway Camp. Horrible, disgusting, like, child, like, predators getting, I mean, for most of that movie. The end of that movie, different question. But, like, you see these horrible child predators getting, getting their, their justice. They're getting torn apart getting dismembered it, like makes you happy that like these bad people are dying and dying in these ways right you want to see them get ripped limb from limb and that's what this movie does the end of day of the dead is amazing now it doesn't necessarily have the kind of the meta commentary necessarily as much as some of the other ones do it still does especially when it comes to the military how evil not only the military can be, but how evil humans can be, which is a common theme in all of zombie movies. The science is interesting. This, you have like kind of a mad scientist aspect to this movie. You have a strong female character, which is pretty great. Um, the zombie designs are great. The idea of Bub the zombie that this scientist is trying to train to trying to domesticate is an interesting idea but kind of feels like it's referring to people that have mental disabilities kind of i don't know if that's specifically what it's trying to do but it's like because it's blurring the lines between zombies just being zombies and the fact that they have i mean the idea of the zombies is that they're still kind of they're still moving and acting in ways that were programmed programmed into them at when they were alive they do the things that they loved doing when they were alive and they're kind of just repetitively doing those things after they die which is a theme that runs through these these movies so but in this one, it takes it a step further where Bub really, I mean, it makes you sympathize with the zombie in a way that no other movie does. I mean, Bub is the one and only zombie, but it seems like he goes a little bit too far, despite the fact that I love it. You know, he shoots the gun, he gives the guy the salute before he gets torn apart. I loved it, despite the fact it's like, ah, that feels like it's going too far, right? It doesn't feel like it fits, but I loved it absolutely love this film i think this is i think aside from the the fun that i think another movie has and the other kind of themes that the other movie has i think this one is by far the pinnacle the best the by far the thing that makes me hate computer graphics and movies the practical effects and makeup effects in day of the dead are on a level that no movie seems to even get close to since computers have been used in movies. Like, there is a pinnacle. I'm sure there's other horror movies that use practical effects 
uh, to great effect uh, in the past. But modern movies, it just they lose so much. There's so much you lose when it's digital. And this movie, you know, the dream sequence at the beginning, the fact that it ends has a happy ending is pretty great. And it's a twist where it's it's a dream. She's having a nightmare, but then, you know, she wakes up and she's on the beach with everybody. I love the ending of this. Uh, but definitely when everybody starts getting torn apart, when everything's falling apart and, and, you know, it's just it's now it's trying to not not really not just survive the zombies that are on this island, but also survive the military people. But to see those military guys get torn up was amazing. It's so much fun. So much fun. So number two, Day of the Dead. Love this movie. Let's take a little break from the show to promote. I have Inspired Disorder Plus. Would you feel good about donating $5 a month to an artist that you want to support? $5 a month is not much. Less than a price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. A lot of people would probably say, yeah, Inspired Disorder Plus, people can go. And for $5 a month or $50 for the year, you get access to all of the old podcasts that I've ever done, like 10 different podcasts hundreds of podcast episodes you also get access to like special deals so if you do want to collect my artwork you get discounts on stuff watch this show binge the full week ad free for five dollars a month like you get benefits for the five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year so it's not like you're just donating five dollars there's something you get something for that would you feel good about donating five dollars a month to an artist that you want to support a lot of people would probably say yeah head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show. But I got to say, my favorite, my favorite George Romero zombie film was almost Day of the Dead, but it didn't. And I'm sure you know, it's not going to be whatever that last one was. Coming in at number one, my favorite George Romero zombie film is Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Uh, this is a movie that I watched for the first time for doing this list. I've seen the remake. I enjoyed the remake. But this movie is so much better than that remake in so many ways, despite the fact that the there's a lot of inconsistencies with the gray makeup. This is obviously the second film in the series. Uh, the first film that's shot in color. Uh, all the zombies have gray face paint. The consistency uh, uh, and, and, and uh, continuity of the different gray faces. There's a lot of fluctuation in the, the quality of gray face paint. Uh, this is a movie I reviewed this week. So if you want to hear my complete thoughts on this movie, please check out my review of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, just search Dawn of the Dead, Ray Taylor Show, uh, and it will show up. But... Because I had a lot to say about this movie. Because I really loved it. It was one. It was a great ride. It was had depth to it. It has a lot of fun. There's so much fun. Once they get control of the mall. It is so much like a fantasy that everybody would have had. Just being able to have free reign over an entire shopping mall. And, and just kind of have all of the things you could ever need right at your fingertips. Like it's, it's probably one of the best ways to ride out an apocalypse, to be stuck in a shopping mall with just a few people. 
It's also got great themes. The idea I talked about in my review is how I felt the mall represented America. And before the main characters of this movie got to the mall, uh, the mall, America, a.k.a. America, was populated by Native Americans who lived off the land, who lived in harmony with the land. Uh, that is basically what these zombies were inside of the mall before they got there, right? The mall wasn't affected by the zombies. The zombies weren't affected by the mall. They were living in harmony. Then you have these outsiders come in, right? They decimate the people that live in the mall. They decimate the natives of the mall, right? And once they decimate the mall the, the, and get free reign of the mall, they take and consume. They overconsume which this movie has a lot to do with, you know, capitalism and, and, and consumerism. But going to the, the comparing the mall to America is like <clears throat> they are like the, the colonizers. They destroy and wipe out the natives of that place. They over, they, they, they suck out way too much and overproduce from the land. And then when they themselves get invaded, Right. And in this movie, it's the biker gang that comes to invade them. They act like because they stole it from the zombies, it now belongs to them. Right. That feeling of entitlement, that feeling that you see today where people are anti-immigrants. Right. They don't want anybody new coming to America. Right. We stole it from the Native Americans and nobody else is allowed to come to our country now. Right. Meanwhile, the only reason we exist in America, if you're white, is because you had an ancestor that came here from somewhere else. I love that kind of comparison of the mall to what America is, what the history of America is in a lot of ways. Uh, but also the idea of like these zombies doing the thing that they did when they were alive, the thing that they were programmed to do, the thing that they did regularly while they were alive. And so many people do the thing, they go shopping. It's just kind of a hobby a lot of Americans have, a lot of people have. And when malls were a thing, that is where you would go. Like, you just automatically, that's just where you would go and hang out and spend time. Shopping, uh, socializing, all the things. And that's why all these zombies showed up at the malls, because that's what they did. That was where they went when they were alive. So I love that kind of commentary on just and you saw that during the pandemic, how all the people who weren't able to go do those things, be the consumers that they used to be before the pandemic, were flipping out because they weren't able to go get their hair done. They weren't able to go to the gym. They weren't able to go and spend their money doing things and shopping and looking. And that was like part of their life, like so much of their life was being a consumer. Um, so I love that messaging with this movie as well. I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the arc. I enjoy the fact that it's kind of a happy ending where a couple of them survive. Uh, all of that. The, the special effects are great. You see a lot more of the practical effects. A lot of the things that come from this movie were even, even improved in Day of the Dead. Um, yeah. The cheesy music is, is kind of nice because it levels out. It, it brings some levity to kind of a dark situation is very cheesy music, but I, I did enjoy that, too. So every aspect of this movie I enjoyed and its meaning and I just thought it was in whole. I think holistically this movie checked a lot of boxes for me. 
was a lot of fun to watch on a lot of levels, and that's why it's my number one. Uh, 1978's Dawn of the Dead, uh, my favorite George A. Romero zombie movie. Uh, so let me know. Actually, and the one I didn't do, of course I didn't put it on here. I don't have it written down. Um, I think it's Survival of the Dead, the, the most recent one before Romero died where it's like an island off of the East Coast, but it's like a Western, right? The, the one thing you don't think of when you think Western is an island off of the East Coast, but it's a Western zombie movie, which is interesting. Uh, the accents are weird. It sounds like Irish kind of accents. Um, I, don't, I just didn't like it. And it's CG, low budget. I, just, I thought it was horrible, so I didn't even put it on the list. Uh, but let's go over the list one more time. This is my top five George A. Romero zombie movies. Starting off with number five is Diary of the Dead. Number four is Land of the Dead. Number three is the OG Night of the Living Dead. Number two is Day of the Dead. And my number one favorite George A. Romero zombie film is Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Please let me know in the comments, hit me up on social media, how you would rank the George A. Romero zombie films. Do you think Day of the Dead should be number one? I wouldn't hate you for it. Maybe The Night of the Living Dead. Do you like the more recent ones? Are you a big fan of Diary of the Dead or that other one that didn't even make my list? Uh, I would love to hear it. Hit me up on social media. Let me know in the comments. Take care. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.